This episode has also been brought to you by iTrust Capital. iTrust Capital allows their clients to invest in crypto through an individual retirement account or an IRA. IRAs are tax shelter accounts, which means all of your crypto trading is tax free and can even grow tax free over time. So the platform allows you to be able to invest in crypto with like a Roth, a traditional or a SEP IRA. The process of signing up with iTrust Capital is really easy and the service is awesome. The best part is that it's totally free to open up an account and there's no hidden fees. You don't need to pay any monthly subscription or membership fees either. The platform also offers a growing list of over 25 different cryptocurrencies to invest in with more being added all the time. So it's easy to diversify your portfolio with a new mobile app that allows clients to trade whenever they want. iTrust Capital has really earned its place in the market, being voted best crypto investment platform in the US. As a special tip for my viewers and listeners, if you open and fund an account today, you will get a $100 funding bonus added to your account. To learn more, click the link in the description and open up a free account and get started today. Welcome back everyone to another episode of Insightful Principles. In today's content, I want to talk about does the expansion of the money supply lead to more inflation? In previous episodes that I've done more recently, I've talked on fractional reserve banking as well as the Federal Reserve's role on expanding and contracting the economy with reserve ratios and also interest rates. I've also have touched on how the amount of debt that the U.S. owes, it could possibly lead them to defaulting on their bills on such programs such as Social Security, Medicare, and even pensions. And in this episode, I want to continue to build on these topics because I think that it's vitally important to understand the macroeconomic environment and kind of getting a better perspective of where we're at today. So more recently, last week, uh, we got the CPI report, the Consumer Price Index, which measures inflation. It showed that prices have increased 8.2% year over year. So this made me really think, what is the relationship among the nation's money supply and the rate of inflation? Because there are three types of inflation. The first aspect is the result of price increases among goods and services. So if you see a higher grocery bill, you see that you're paying more for gas, uh, that could be a result of inflation. The second aspect is uh, asset price inflation. So when you think about the recovery we had uh, throughout the second half of 2020 and also for most of 2021, we had a rise in stocks, bonds, cryptocurrency, real estate, Everything was more in a inflated bubble. And the third aspect of inflation is an expansion of the money supply. And this is where I'm going to spend most of my time throughout today's content. And money supply is the amount of money in circulation, uh, which includes notes, coins, and also bank deposits. 
And when central banks expand their balance sheets, in some scenarios, it can create more consumer spending and demand within the economy. And the Federal Reserve will inject liquidity into the market to increase economic productivity. Now, Milton Friedman, uh, he is an American economist. He once said inflation is caused by too much money chasing after too few goods. What Milton means is inflation is caused when there is a rapid increase in the money supply in comparison to the economic output. Economic output is simply the growth of the economy. Many metrics, one of those being GDP, the gross domestic product, is used as a way to see what the economic growth is in the economy or if the economy is contracting. Now, therefore, increasing the money supply faster than the growth in real output will cause inflation. And the reason is there is more money put into the economy chasing the same number of goods. In result, households will have more money and they also will demand for more goods and services will increase over time. And when households have more cash, usually what happens in the result of that is more people are going to be more prone to buying more goods that can also cause businesses to raise their prices. So this is what Milton is describing when he talks about how if the expansion of the money supply grows much more rapidly than the economic output, what happens in that situation is we have the same amount of money, more input of money chasing the same number of goods. So there isn't the economic growth is not keeping up the par with the money supply. And when there is a imbalance like that, then you do have a situation where that could lead to inflation in some scenarios. And some real world examples of when we seen the increase of the money supply that led to inflation was the German hyperinflation in 1923. And this was a result of the first world war led to Germany uh, actually having to pay high reparation payments. And to meet these demands, the government had to print more money so that firms could be able to pay its workers. And this led to an explosion of their inflation rate. And research has shown that some of the causes for why Germany experienced hyperinflation was in 1914, Germany actually abandoned backing their currency with gold and they began to finance their war obligations with borrowing instead of taxation. And I think that this is a very pivotal point because in 1913, with the U.S., we had the creation of the Federal Reserve, which really started the whole system of central banking. And we had in 1971, where President Nixon took uh, the dollar off the gold standard. So as the U.S. was starting to make different changes with their monetary system and moving more into a credit-based system and moving off of a sound money system, we had a country like Germany uh, that dealt with hyperinflation in 1923 because in 1914, they actually went away from backing their currency with a sound money system, with a physical commodity such as gold. 
and they got into the system of financing their war obligations with just debt instead of the tax revenues and the actual money that they had on hand. This episode is brought to you by Ledger, the largest crypto hardware wallet company in the world. They're trusted by more than 4 million users worldwide. With the recent events throughout the crypto industry, it highlights the importance of self-custody. If you do not control your own private keys, you do not own your Bitcoin. Exchanges have had a history of being hacked. Hardware wallets help protect against losing your funds. Ledger Live is a great app that you can use with your hardware wallet that allows you to be able to secure, buy, swap, lend, and track your crypto portfolio while retaining full control of your funds. Ledger also recently released their Nano S Plus, which gives you the ability to have a bigger screen on your hardware wallet. You can manage over 5,500 digital assets, and it also allows you to be able to participate with DeFi and Web3 and utilizing NFTs in the blockchain. If you go in the show notes, I'll have my affiliate link there where you can be able to learn more about Ledger and also getting started when it comes to protecting your crypto assets. So I definitely think that that is very eye-opening when you really look at how uh, inflation can impact certain parts of different countries. And I actually wanted to go through a graph with you all uh, that really kind of breaks down the details of the correlation between the money supply and inflation during 2004 and 2022. And if you all are listening on a podcast, I'll explain these numbers, but definitely go to my YouTube channel. Please subscribe. Uh, that's greatly appreciated. Uh, the channel, uh, you'll be able to go ahead and see the visuals of these graphs. Uh, but within 2009 and more recently with 2020, we had quantitative easing that took place. And when the Federal Reserve was printing money in 2009, it didn't exactly lead to inflation. And some of the reasons why it didn't lead to inflation because of the result of the expansion of the money supply back in 2009 was because banks had excess reserves from the Federal Reserve. So banks had higher reserve ratios, which is simply how much money a bank has to hold at all times. And banks received extra money from the Federal Reserve, and they were very hesitant on lending out loans into the economy. We had just came out of the Great Recession, also with the housing mortgage crisis. Uh, not many banks wanted to go back into the phase of lending out credit so quickly. So the extra money supply did not reach the wider economy, and there was no inflation that was impacted from this. Whereas more recently in 2020, what has led to the increased levels of inflation we are seeing today is the Federal Reserve has printed trillions of dollars in response to the pandemic. Stimulus checks were sent out, which increased consumer spending. 
Uh, there also were... If you're a podcast enthusiast like I am, you probably thought about making a podcast on your own. Creating a podcast is one of the best decisions I've made personally, but it definitely can feel overwhelming when trying to start one on your own. That's where Buzzsprout comes in. Their platform is hands down the easiest and the best way to launch, promote, and track a professional podcast. It's in fact so good that they have helped over 100,000 people launch their own podcast. Buzzsprite will get your show on every major podcast directory such as Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and more within minutes of your recording. You also get a great looking podcast website, detailed analytics to see how people are listening to your podcast, and tools to promote your episodes as well. Plus, Buzzsprout publishes new blog posts, podcast episodes, and YouTube videos every week. So you can learn the ins and outs of podcasting from people that live it every day. To start your own podcast and to get a $20 Amazon gift card, follow the link in the show notes that lets Buzzsprout know that we sent you and help support our show. Buzzsprout, the easiest way to start a podcast. Some of these causes that led to inflation rising gradually when you think about kind of the spring of 2021 and what we have seen now more in the fall of 2022 inflation has kind of started to just gradually rise and then when we had the war with ukraine and russia this led to rising oil prices and other supply chain constraints around the world and the best way to look at our monetary system and understand if inflation is a result of changes in the money supply, you first have to look at whether the money supply grows at a faster rate than the output throughout the economy. More recently, we have seen that in the last two years. The money supply has been much more frequent and economic growth has actually went down. So we do have an imbalance right now. And usually when we are in a quantitative easing environment, this could lead to more people going out to spend their money, and it also encourages people to participate in lending out credit within the banking system to the American public. So this will also lead to some changes with the rate of inflation, whereas there are times when it's not affected by the expansion of the money supply because the economic growth is the same as the growth in the monetary base, which is simply the money supply or a bank has an increase in their reserves, like what we see in 2009 uh, when they weren't lending out any credit to customers. But these are examples of when inflation is not impacted by changes in the money supply. I do agree with Milton Friedman's thoughts on how too much money in the economy chasing after less goods. It really explains how expansion of the money supply can lead to some problematic patterns within the economy. Well, that wraps it up for this podcast. I thank you all so much for listening and tuning in. If you can please continue to rate, leave a review, share with your family and friends. Also subscribe to the YouTube channel. Don't forget to like and subscribe to those videos. And if the videos are helpful for you, leaving a comment is definitely helpful and Continuing to share this message of financial literacy is uh, very important to spread it amongst your circle. But I thank you all so much for listening to another episode of Insightful Principles and have a blessed day.